Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Gino, to quote the great Thanos from the uh, Marvel Universe, balance is all things should be is what the Philadelphia Eagles were in a dominating win, 33-18 to against the New York Jets. What's up, everybody? It's the postgame show, Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, joining you on the postgame show. It's a Monday edition of the podcast, and we thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We're available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube, and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase. L-O-E. Yeah, Gino, I mean, that to me is the theme was balance, especially on the offensive side of the football to get to six and seven. And the Eagles now hold sole possession of that seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture, getting into a much needed bye week. A balanced offensive attack led by Garner Minshew in his first start started on fire 11 for 11, and he really didn't look back. And I thought that was the key today. Before this game going into it, I said, as long as the offense doesn't turn the ball over and the defense can assert their dominance to an extent, this should be an easy recipe to go out and beat a Jets team. But you look at the defense, three consecutive drives where they allow a touchdown to the Jets to start that game off, but the Eagles didn't start off slow on offense. They were right there with them going toe-to-toe. Hats off to Gardner Minshew, and Lane Johnson just said in his press conference that they only found out Friday or Saturday that Gardner was going to start. Hats off to everybody in that offensive room to get Gardner ready to go, and you have to give it hats off to Jalen Hurts, who was probably there helping him out, what he sees in the offense week to week. And I think the biggest winner right now should be Jalen Hurts. And I know people are going to talk about a quarterback controversy. That's what they do in Philadelphia. Everybody outside of Philadelphia had to make their their funny jokes about it, but we know the reality of it and that it's going to happen. But that room now has another set of eyes and what that offense could be and a little bit of teach tape that hopefully Jalen could sit back and see from a 30,000-foot view okay, maybe I can do some of these things As that Gardner did today. Yeah. That was their most efficient passing day of the season. He started 11 for 11, Gino, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned it. It was a shootout early on. There was yeah. a touchdown for each team on the first six drives. Minshew and Zach Wilson were a combined 21 of 23 for 268 yards and four touchdowns. But I think it just goes to show that that game is the perfect example for Jalen of what being multiple and what being balanced can do for you. Not only do you have the run game opening up things for the passing game, but we've said this all year. You want the passing game as well to open up things for the run game. Mm -hmm. It was a perfect balance today, and it was so efficient. They didn't go away from the run either. The run game had over 175 yards again. So it wasn't that I was saying throw, 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 throw 40-plus times today. No, they only threw 25 times, but it was more effective, it was efficient, and it was balanced. I think Nick Sirianni might have called one of his best games Hell of a season. Game. Yeah. I think they really capitalized on scheming guys open, Lou. That first drive, you talk about it, the idea of using the pass to set up the run and vice versa. That first drive, that play-action touchdown to Dallas Goddard, they were on the ground and they were throwing too. So it's like, okay, the defense is going to have to wait a second before they can react. Is it run? Is it pass? And that allows you to open up big play action plays like they did today. 
Their explosive plays today, Lou, were off the charts in both the run and the pass game. Miles mm-hmm. Sanders, it just seemed that he got that killer look back in his eye before he was injured. You know I talked about this when we were talking about Brandon Ayuk coming out of the draft, right? These guys that every time they get the ball in the open field, they're not looking to see where players are. They're looking at one place, the end zone. I think Miles Sanders today, there were two or three times where if he just made that last man miss, yeah, he could have broke players off in his way in his yeah, eyes exactly. were in the end zone. Yeah, and not no, just him too, Lou. Kenny yeah. G scores that run on the ground. He's yep. a very good runner in the end zone between the tackles, which they should look to utilize yeah. more and more, especially with Miles Sanders, who kind of in that area still has to figure out to get north-south. But today, Lou, I think he did a good job getting north-south in the past game. Dallas Goddard was alive. Quez Watkins was alive. Devontae Smith comes up with a couple big plays. It was just very, very balanced on all fronts. Nobody really had to take the burden of being the one guy to win this game. It was a collective effort. I mean – yeah, Gardner played fantastic, but he wasn't the sole reason this offense won. No, Still rushed I mean, for 175 yards yeah, on the ground. Right. Offensive line dominated. The pass catchers got open. And then the defense, after those first rough few drives, blanked the Jets for mm. nearly three, two and a half plus quarters. So hats off Yeah, to it was a well. total team effort. It was a total team effort. And I think going back to Nick Sirianni, you saw too, like obviously losing Jalen Hurts is going to – Hurt the run game for sure. He is such an instrumental oh, yeah, part absolutely. to me, the main piece when it comes to the skill position players. But when you have that offensive line rolling like they are right now, it's not going to matter. Playing and I thought Sirianni, level. yeah, and I thought Sirianni did actually use not having Jalen to his advantage when it comes to play calling because it looked like the Jets defense was playing more aggressive and it didn't feel like they were hesitating as much to go after Miles Sanders or Gainwell because they didn't really respect Minshew to pull, right? And there was no read option plays. They didn't really respect him as a mobile quarterback. And so Sirianni kind of dialed up a lot of play action rollouts, took shots down the field in that area when the Jets had less bodies down the field. So I actually thought they used that to their advantage today too. It was just, I don't know, man, it felt good to pass that well in a win. I can't tell Mm -hmm. you the last time they were that effective in the passing game with a victory. It's been to me since at least 2019. Yeah, and let's put this out there. Those people that say, quote-unquote, it's just just the Jets. Yeah, it was just the Giants last week, and the Eagles got mad. I wanted to see this game that Minshew had from Jalen Hurts last week. Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the areas where I think you can have that give and take with a young quarterback be like Jalen. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. you were going to play today if you were healthy, but we see what a guy like Gardner, who has had time and tape out there for teams to study – and how he reacts. I think he did a good job understanding the pocket, maneuvering the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield, an area where Jalen definitely can improve on, anticipating guys open in the throwing game, especially on that play action. Dale Scotter didn't even turn his head around, and that ball was already out of Gardner Minshew's hands. That's a big-time play. And you always say this when you're evaluating quarterbacks in college, he just has to do enough with his legs. And I thought Gardner did that. There was one – Big run he had to the left where he pulls the guy, yeah, pulls the ball, makes a man miss. That's that's a good performance from a backup quarterback on a few days' notice. 24 right. points in any half of a game, Lou, with a backup is a success in my eyes. Exactly. And to score on every drive 
outside Except of the, for the final last drive. Yeah. yeah, the last possession. They were nearly 100% today scoring right. points. Give me that type of offense all day long. The run yeah. was there. The pass was there. Offensive line played well. I I really can't look at any. I mean, even Jalen Rager had a nice play in the past game today. Yeah, I think man. the one thing that didn't happen was Devontae Smith wasn't really involved, but it was because he was getting wide receiver one respect, and the Jets mm-hmm. were blanketing him. He with, still had a couple of nice receptions. Yeah, and he that did. One I mean, play was just a one, nice play. Heisman stiff arm. Yeah, I mean, so Devontae Smith did have a couple nice plays. And, you know, going back to quarterback real quick before we take a break and talk about the defense, you know, Gardner Minshew, it's not that he's more talented than Jalen Hurts. It's not like today he just went completely off. But I think that showed, that performance showed what the Eagles offense is missing at this position. You know, decisiveness, Mm -hmm. accuracy, you know, timing, anticipation, smart pocket presence, and good decision-making. It really made things a lot easier on Nick Sirianni, the run game, the receivers. It just felt like it was more effortless today. And yeah, obviously it's against the Jets, but as you said, man, it should have been the same way against the Giants last week, and you didn't get that. I'm really glad you mentioned earlier in the show that this can be good now for Jalen Hurts to see somebody else on the field and to maybe evaluate it through a different perspective and kind of see what Minshew did and take some of that and learn from it because, you know, there's only so much you can do um, when you continue to do the same things over and over again. To take a step back for a second, it really hopefully will help uh, down the stretch, and they're going to need it. Number one. The Eagles, yet again, have one of the probably top five backup quarterbacks in football. I mean, this has just been a consistent theme for them for now two decades. It's something they're going to continue to do because even a game like this, Lou, where you look at the Saints you played a couple weeks ago, right? They're trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do at quarterback when their number one guy goes down. We're looking – I was excited to see Gardner play today because even if he doesn't go out there and get a win, I I thought he would do enough and play well. But now you see that – yeah, this guy can actually win a game for you, win a couple games for you. So I'm happy with that. And two, Lou, yes, it is good to have that because Gardner has started games in this league. I mean, he was one of the more successful Jacksonville quarterbacks of the last couple of years when it comes to win-loss record. He did a fine job with what he had. And now just those weapons that he has – in this offense alone, Lou, you could see how much he was loving throwing Dallas Goddard early on. He never had a guy like that down in Jacksonville. He never had a receiver the caliber of Devontae Smith. And just giving those guys a chance and just reading with the anticipation, keeping your eyes downfield and not turning the ball over. When they got into the red zone today, Lou, and they started just kicking field goals, right? I was like, this is a win to me because last week, they were throwing interceptions in the red zone. I was zone. waiting for the and, mistakes, and they weren't coming today. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a big victory, regardless of who the quarterback is. Not mm-hmm. turning the ball over in that area and allowing arguably your best player on the special teams unit and Jake Elliott to continually add points for you. Walk away with 33 points. Any day of the week, you're going to have yeah. a chance to win a football game. As the great Doug Peterson once said, throw to get the lead and run to finish it. And that's kind of what the Eagles did today. I mean, you look at the third quarter. They had time of possession, Geno's 13 minutes and 50 seconds. So it was pretty much the entire quarter. That's got to be a record. Um, They took over. The lead was built through the pass and the run. But, you know, the passing touchdowns is what scored. And then the run game took over at the end Mm -hmm. and really closed it out. We'll get into the defense coming up next. This is the postgame show. The Eagles take it. 33 to 18. The birds are now six and seven 
and they have never lost to the New York Jets in franchise history. Now 12 for 12 all time. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you. And guys, today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? It might have today. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Guys, this is Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on this Monday edition of the show. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. We are reacting to an important win against a bad team in the New York Jets, but a win is a win, Gino, and the Eagles need them in this playoff chase as they get to 6-7, and seven, a 33-18 to 18 win. Overall, just a really dominant performance from the offense through the air, on the ground, in Gardner Minshew's first start of the season. Um... Gino, the defense I want to get into now, I thought overall they started really passive as they had through the majority of the 2021 season. They allowed three straight touchdowns for Zach Wilson. Steven Nelson was killing them. The scheme overall was just too soft, but it was good to see them adjust. Darius mm -hmm. Slay is the prime example. He was shadowing Elijah Moore all day, and that's kind of what helped close out the game there in the fourth quarter. He made a number of key plays on Moore down the field. So it was good to see them kind of at first have their foot off the gas and then they kind of put pedal to the metal. Yeah. And let's contextualize those first couple drives and why sure. the defense was in a bad position right off the bat. Special teams allowed one of the biggest returns they have all year. Just You're continuing to fight the good fight, sir. And they just continue I'm, to be horrible. Lou, in if every you facet. take a look at the hole on consecutive kick returns that they allowed Braxton Berrios to run through. I mean, it was like partying of the red sea. It was unbelievable to see how perfectly the Jets blocked that up and to see how badly the Eagles were at staying gap sound on special teams on back-to-back -back yeah. returns. That's it. We should do an entire show on how bad the special teams unit is. But getting back to the defense, they're put in a tough position early on on that first drive. They allow that touchdown, another precarious position once they get past the 30. They allow another touchdown and then one more, but then they settled in, Lou. And they did it in a way that was different from the past where they were sending a lot of blitzes, sending a lot of pressure against these quarterbacks that might not be in the upper echelon. Like you look at the Teddy Bridgewater game, for example, the Jared Goff game, mm -hmm. they allowed their front four to get after it. And I didn't think they got too much pressure early on, but once they started to, to cook, they were getting after Zach Wilson. They were getting behind the line. Fletcher Cox, once again, has had some dominant plays in the run game. Yes, he has. In the past, he's he's getting doubled a lot of the time, but, I mean, that allows a guy like Josh Sweat, who, man, that guy literally is like the predator coming off the edge. He was you everywhere know, man. today. He, yeah. he, he really is good on that defensive line, and they started to get after it because you look at the linebackers who today wasn't their best game when they kind of struggle and they can't get there in coverage and they miss some 
tackles in the run game, you're going to see teams score points on them. But once everybody started to settle in, they started to play more man on the outside with Darius Slay. Even though Elijah Moore was probably the one guy who all season has given Darius a little bit of trouble in man-on-man situations, they were getting around the football. They almost picked the ball off several times in that second half, Lou. That's what you want to see. Like, yeah, they, they did bad in the beginning, but once, I mean, once your back is against the wall, how you respond from there? After yeah. three straight drives of giving up touchdowns, they went on a spree where they were able to get them to punt on consecutive drives, get some turnovers, right. get in Zach Wilson's face. That was what you want to see. Even though Jonathan Gannon should have taken that long to get there, should have had a better game plan Monday through Saturday to get us here to Sunday, mm-hmm. they started to turn it around because they weren't put in the best of positions early on. You look at the one drive where they allowed a long touchdown. Outside of that, Lou, after that last touchdown in the second quarter, which I think came with nine minutes and 50-some-odd seconds left, they did not allow a point for the rest of the quarter. The Eagles offense held the ball forever in the third, and then they blanked him in the fourth quarter when it mattered. So right. that, that's what it matters is what happens when you make those in-game tweaks. I, I know it could be tough to do that in a game, but it seems that they have now done that mm-hmm. over consecutive weeks because last week allowing the Giants to score 13 points, this week allowing the Jets to score 18, holding a team under 20 points while you score 30-plus, like that's how you're going to win. It's a recipe league. for success for yep. sure. Um, it was good to see the strength of this team kind of carry them, and it was mm-hmm. the defensive line. Fletcher Cox – since he called out Jonathan Gannon, um, since that Lions game has been a yeah. nightmare for opposing interior offensive lines, he looks as good as I've seen him since the stretch run of the playoffs in 2018, to be honest right. with you. I mean, that's how good he has looked so far um, in the course of all of November and now into December. But it wasn't just him, Gino. Like you mentioned, Josh Sweat, he had a sack and a half today. Javon Hargrave. Um, I don't like that they didn't give him that full sack at the end. He the, he got quiet. You know, he had those six sacks in the first five weeks, mm-hmm. and then there went like a month and a half where he was more quiet, right? Obviously, you can't really replicate that production yet early on, but he went away for a bit. The last two weeks, he looks like early 2021 Javon Hargrave. Today, he was extremely disruptive. So I just think like overall – you know, you can still tell this team needs more talent on the second right. or third level on the defense. I think Davian Taylor not being there really hurts them covering space. But when you have a defensive line like that, that's going to consistently get to the quarterback, it's going to help mask a lot of issues, as it really has for a long time. I absolutely agree. And and then once the front starts to get there, then it yeah. allows the coverage to, to get into place and vice versa. I thought the coverage did a much better job. I, I really think, Lou – that they finally have like that high flying, like we're going to hit you hard on the back end mentality. They were laying the boom today, man. Anthony Harris had a big hit. Uh, Rodney McLeod. Kevin Coleman didn't know where he was when he got up after that Harris hit. No, I really think that they're playing that like smash mouth style football again, which is what you want to do here in Philadelphia. Like that, that's the, the mentality that the city brings like that blue collar, Ben don't break everybody around the ball is going to tackle and I think everybody did a good job. Marcus Epps today could be one of the unsung heroes of this team, man. Yeah, Especially was, when the, yeah. the secondary, the, the linebackers are allowing tons of yards and coverage. You Al see Singleton what, had a brutal day. But you see what happens when he has to play all those snaps. When he's in a rotational spot, he's fine. Oh, yeah. Once Davion is out. It, it makes things tougher for TJ Edwards. He's a third or fourth linebacker. Yeah. You just don't want him being an every-down player. 
that's it. That really came to fruition today. I, I really think you saw that against the Jets of all teams where Zach Wilson early on was able to kind of have his way in that intermediate area where he, mm-hmm. he was getting it out fast. He was decisive. They were in those zone looks. And this team just looks lost in zone. Just let them fly around and play ball, bro. Like, that's what I want to see from start to finish every game. Just allow them to do what they did in that second half because I, I thought they did a fine job at it. Yeah, you're going to give up a, a 12-yard play every now and then, but you're going to be around the ball. You're going to get interceptions. You're going to get pressures because the coverage is there. And that's what, how they've won games. And I don't know why they ever defer from that sort of recipe, e- even against good or bad teams. Yeah, I think it's because sometimes Jonathan Gannon feels like he doesn't have the personnel to be aggressive and he wants to play this soft zone, like just don't get killed with the personnel I have out there. But I honestly think you're right that this team and the way they're set up on defense right now is better to play more of an aggressive style, to play more instinctual football. That's why they've played such a better way better product of defense over the last month and a half because they switched that philosophy. And it, it frustrated me to see early in this game again, they finally play a decent arm again. And he kind of, you know, put Mm -hmm. his foot off the gas, but they definitely did adjust. And I thought the defense overall did look really good at the end in this 33 to 18 win. me and Gino, we're going to finish up the show coming up next, you know, all week through the national media, because this is what Philadelphia does and they're going to try to poke at it. And you're going to hear sports radio do it as well. Will there now suddenly be a quarterback controversy with Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew? It was a great performance for Minshew. Was it enough to get the Eagles thinking? We'll get into that coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. Well, while you're craving your quarterback controversy fix, you could also be craving something to fill your stomach. And you know what we always do here on the Locked on Eagles podcast? We are eating those built Bars, and it is the holiday season. So grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, one that you'd probably get in your stocking. They're filled with such great flavors, much more holiday flavors coming out too. They got decadent flavors covered in chocolate. They're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. And you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Tons of flavors like cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, whatever. They got them for you. They're always coming out with their limited edition flavors as well. They give you fuel. It's like putting gas in the tank when you bust down the door at the mall or if you're going on Amazon and shopping and you just need some something to crave your hunger while you're doing a little shopping, grab a Built Bar. And don't bring up the flavor of Built Bar at parties because people are so flat passionate about the flavor that they go for. I love my mint brownie. People hate mint and it really drives me insane. Yeah, one I'm of the one best of flavors guys. out there. <laughs> yeah, you're a weirdo. You like those <laughs> And because it's a season of peace and love, make sure that you're always with your family and tell Santa that if you want to throw a few built bars in those stockings, go ahead. Dip your built bar into a hot a hot cup of cocoa as well. Put some marshmallows in there with their puff flavored built bars and go to built.com today using the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order of built bar. Guys, today's Locked On Eagles is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march 
into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. It's locked on L O C K E D O N to receive your bonus from basketball to football to NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, this is the post game show. It's Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen. Each and every day, the Eagles take it 33 to 18 over the New York Jets. The Birds head into the bye week now, six and seven. Right now, they're in control of the seventh seed. We'll see what happens if that holds tonight. Uh, Washington is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. They're currently up seven to nothing. So, you know, by the time you're listening, we'll see um, what happens there with that. Um, if Washington does win, they're the seventh seed. But regardless, the Eagles are going to be at worst a half game back of that playoff spot. And obviously, that came because of a huge performance from Gardner Minshew in his first start today, Gino, at quarterback. And so you're just, this is what Philadelphia does, right? I think there's going to be a quarterback controversy when it, through the media, it's going to be talked about because the Eagles have, this is crazy. I talked about it before the game started, but since 2003, the Eagles have had a, their starting quarterback play in all 16 regular season games, three times. It was Donovan McNabb in 2008. It was Carson Wentz in 2016 and Carson Wentz in 2019. So while this happens, I feel like in most fan bases, it happens more in Philly because they have always needed their QB2. Yeah. And for some reason, the QB2 normally plays really well. AJ Feely, Jeff Garcia, Nick Foles, Mark Sanchez for a stretch in 2014, Jalen Hurts. And so it, it kind of, you know, they add, they add fuel to this already unforgiving fire, if you will. Um, but at the same time, this game to me didn't really show that Gardner Minshew is like, here and Jalen Hurts is here when it comes to talent or arm talent or you know potential. Jalen Hurts to me still gives you the best chance to win this year. And Gardner Minshew has no chance of being the long-term QB one. So I just don't see the incentive with running it back with Minshew um, in two weeks. I think Hurts' ankle will be ready to go and I think you go back. Although I want to see him do a lot of what Minshew did today. I'm not sticking with Gardner. Yeah, I, I believe that that was a, a big thing because we talk about this Washington game. I mean, if they beat the Raiders, that game in two weeks could be a, for a playoff spot and yeah. very, very much so will with the last two yeah. contests, two of the last four games coming against Washington, all of those games coming against your division. You could have, if they were to have lost today, which would have been an, a whole different issue. And I'm glad we're, we are where we are right now compared to that discussion. But you got through this game today. You're six and seven. The bye week after playing 16 weeks, three preseason, 13 regular God. season games. These guys, their bodies are getting broken down. It's Jalen brutal. Hurts, that type of player where he does use his legs. I don't even want to risk it because you saw Miles Sanders today re-aggravate that injury. That could be a big thing. Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey same too. thing, re-aggravates yeah. that knee injury that he's had. You don't want to be in that situation with your quarterback. But you're right, Lou. This is a necessity. I don't know what people want me to say when I'm applauding the guy who's playing quarterback, regardless of what his name is on the back. I'm rooting for the Eagles to do well in any game. And it was Gardner Minshew, a guy that they knew very well. Joe Flacco was not going to be a capable backup, so they traded him. And before that, they acquired Gardner in the offseason 
Because, hey, for a six-round pick, we're going to get a guy who started 17, now 18 games in his young NFL career to get us a, a win in this game if we need it. And you're right, Lou. I don't think it was Gardner's that much better of a player than, than Jalen. He does things well that Jalen doesn't. Jalen does things well that Gardner yeah. doesn't. It's a give and take. You have two guys that are capable enough to start in this league, and you got results from both of them, but it's necessity for Philadelphia. Three times. Since I've been a fan, have we had a quarterback play all 16 games? You just said it. And here we are wondering yeah. why we have to have a capable backup quarterback. It's for days like this. It's for 2018. It's for 2017. How many times do we have to talk about this? Here well, we are I mean, again, and Gardner has yeah. a great day. Great. You know, Your coaching staff thing. knows it's how like, to coach. That's the thing is like the QB2 always starts hot, which starts this fire. Um, it's just like another stat that is always – been bewildering here when it comes to this discussion in playoff seasons since 2010 the guy that starts under center for the eagles week one has never taken that last snap to end the season with that last playoff game so they have needed this guy they've invested a lot of resources in it maybe sometimes too much in the sense of taking jalen hurts but uh, they've needed it and Minshew stepped up today i just Again, I don't really think he did anything today that was like clear and obvious. Okay, yeah, he needs to be the guy moving forward. Um, you know, I want that accuracy. I want that decisiveness and that patience in the pocket to go into Hurts because Jalen Hurts is clearly a more talented player. Even mm -hmm. as a passer, like the ball comes out pretty slow out of Minshew's hands. Like you can tell he doesn't have much zip on the ball either. I just want to see some of those traits go into Hurts. But Hurts still, even the player he was before this injury, still to me gives you the better chance against Washington, against New York, against and against Dallas um, to eventually make the postseason. So I don't think there's a quarterback controversy. Gino really doesn't either, but just proceed with caution. Eagles fans, you guys know the national media is going to exploit this. You know sports radio is going to do it, but I don't think there's going to be a controversy. I think you should expect Jalen Hurts to start in two weeks. I think that if there was going to be a controversy, it might have been if Hurts were to have started today, right? Like with the threat of Gardner right. Minshew starting, he's like, no, I'm playing. No, we, we knew what the recipe was. I mean, you're playing the Jets. You knew that even 75% of a good game from Gardner Minshew gets you this win. And right. I, I think he played a 95% flawless oh, yeah. game today. And, yeah, quote-unquote, just the Jets. Yeah, ask the Titans about that. They, they're missing out on the first seed in the AFC because they lost to the Jets. Yeah. Good teams or teams that are supposed to be good win mm -hmm. games like this. And, Lou, this stretch that we're going to go on, we're going to find out if this is that team. They're a good it's enough team. Fun. It starts right here, brother. Yeah, hey, I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, Gino, but it was cool to see after that game the Eagles in, not in the hunt in that playoff graphic, but see them back in a spot. Right now they're holding on yes, to the sir. seven seed, and maybe by the time you're listening, Washington did get a win, and they have the seven spot. But the Eagles with just how many games to go now? What, four? Four games left, man. Four more games flying, to go. Brother. They have – they kind of control their destiny when it comes to a playoff spot. So mm -hmm. at least we get a fun playoff run here down the stretch. And we got you covered on lockdown Eagles Monday through Friday, all throughout the week for this stretch run, including with the bye week guys. We're still Monday through Friday. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get the podcast and on YouTube, on Twitter as well at lockdown birds at TBLC LOE and at GC 24 underscore football. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. This has been the post-game show. 33-18, to 18, the Eagles take it over the Jets. They are now 6-7 and seven, heading into the bye week. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.